welcome in to the Sunday recap. It's the uh, the drum roll, please. It's the, <laughs> the post Super Bowl edition. We were just talking about the Super yeah. Bowl commercials. You guys get to watch the Super Bowl this year. Yeah. yeah. Yes. It is. Yeah. I can't get a thought out of my head. <laughs> no. I mean, this is the <laughs> nicest way. So I'm just gonna say it. Do it, Chris. Y- your your outfit today. I know. You look like a stylish version of the main character from Despicable Me. Is it? Oh! <laughs> yeah. Yes! It's, well, it's like a, the, color, cool. the color scheme. Yeah, like the cool version. Just with hair. <laughs> and thin, with a beard, yeah. I, and not a pointy nose. I, like, there's I so many things that are not I think it's quite. the jacket I'm, wearing, I'm wearing like combo. a trench coat. I don't, yeah. it's like this thick trench coat because oh I'm gosh. freezing. That's so. what I see. Yeah. <laughs> I have to say, anytime I enter a room that Chris is in, it is like... It is like a wall yeah. of the jungle hits me. <laughs> it's like yeah. you enter into the yeah, heat wave. I have to be warm. It's, he brings Arizona and California wherever he goes. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Something's wrong with you. Uh, probably true. <laughs> yeah, I have maybe poor circulation. You work out? I need to eat more meat. I don't know. Something. So, well, anyway, uh, special episode today, you guys, uh, because today uh, is uh, – Honestly, let's just lay it out there. This is going to be our final episode this of the Sunday it. recap. It's going to be the last one. Why are we doing that? Well, most of you have probably heard, um, whether you were in service on Sunday morning or you got the email Sunday afternoon, um, that both Mitch and I are going to be moving on to plant um, churches uh, somewhere around yes, town sir. and, and uh, moving, moving in that direction. And this is uh, the appropriate time to then uh, end our time on the podcast and um, and then move on to do those things. And so uh, now I'm not leaving Stones till May 1st and Mitch, June 1st. Yeah, that's a little bit up for debate. Right, right. Slightly for one reason. <laughs> I, I, I've never been to the Indy 500 in my adult life. And it's the last weekend of May. And so there's a part of me that asked Dave Whitehead, I said, you know, I might go to the Indy 500. So technically. <laughs> so maybe the end of May. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> Somewhere in gotcha. that range, you know. Gotcha. Depends on how ticket prices. but Right. Right. Um, so we still have a few months where we will be around Stones and doing our responsibilities, both in student ministry and adult discipleship. Yes, sir. Um, so that's going on. But, um, but yeah, the, this would be the appropriate time to then uh, wind down the podcast and, and move on from that. So, um, and I, I will say um, it's a little sad. It's a little bittersweet. This, is, this has been such a fun project. Um, Ariel, take us back. Oh my! Take us back two years ago when we started the podcast. What what was the what was the purpose of this whole podcast? I don't even know what the thought process was. You guys just invited me into it. <laughs> well, you know, when we started this, we were all three serving in roles that were um, like kind of codependent as part of our, as part of our discipleship strategy. Right. And so it really made sense as we were meeting together and working together toward discipling the church in that three-prong approach that we just add something during the pandemic where we could disciple our people while they were out of the building. Um, And so we did the next best thing we could think of, which was use technology to our advantage and start talking about the um, Sunday sermons about scripture Mm -hmm. and uh, pulling people in midweek so that we can um, have a touch point and be together. Yeah, Yeah, and I think we just wanted to talk about it too. It's you fun. Know, if we were honest, well, like it's true. We're These all were, home. We we're shut in. Yeah, it was, we needed a, we needed to feel like we were mm-hmm. working, and we love talking about theology. And so it was really kind of an extension of what we would do when we were in the office, anyway. Mm-hmm. Um, and so that was 
that was good for our mental health as Absolutely. well. Absolutely. <laughs> Absolutely. I remember those first, it was like the first eight episodes we did those from home yeah, and, or some, something like that. And, yeah. and so we would record individually individual tracks like, while on FaceTime and yeah. Yep. And uh, uh, we made it work. It's I, I went back and listened to it not too long ago. It actually sounds pretty decent. Really? <laughs> I was like, That's not too bad guys. I remember not Chris and I had our microphone setups and then very quickly you're like, Whoa, what do I do? I, yeah, exactly. <laughs> but Apple came through and I was using the earbuds and those actually worked pretty well. Yeah. yeah. Well, com, com, combination with the, uh, garage band, and yeah, yeah we yeah. made it work. Yeah, yeah, it was and it was, great. It was fun. And just to go back then, I mean, so <clears> much of I, I start to think about over the last two years, like the things that we've talked about. We've we've covered a lot of ground, and and I think especially talking things through things about like reading scripture, how to interpret scripture, um, key themes in scripture, especially about just trust in the Lord mm-hmm. and trust in in uh, in who He is, what He's doing in the world. I mean, we, we we've touched we've touched on so much. Uh, over this time that it's um, it's just been really fun mm-hmm. it's been yeah. really cool like um, this this was one of the highlights of my week honestly one of probably the biggest highlights of my week throughout the pandemic mm-hmm. and so um, I've really I've really enjoyed it yeah same yeah. same brother love to hear a little bit about your stories, just how you got to this point. And I can imagine as the rest of our congregation is um, just processing, um, we would love to hear what the Lord has done in each of your yeah. lives. So Yeah. So for me, I've been in full-time ministry. This is now my 23rd year of full-time ministry. Mm-hmm. And as I'm, uh, I, I, this is the fourth church that I've been a part of. And every church that I've been at has had, I mean, it's like every church, like every church has um, good things and bad things and strengths and weaknesses and all that sort of stuff. And that's just how churches are because churches, I mean, we talked about this in membership class. Um, there's no perfect church, right? right, right. <laughs> uh, and that's just and that's just the reality of it. Um, the, the church that I was at before here um, was, there were some challenges there, um, which eventually led to why I left. And I, I felt... Um, I, I, I mean, I don't want to go into too much detail about it, but I would say I, I felt like when I came out of there, I was really hurt, and there was a lot of there was a lot of things that that happened there that um, um, that just kind of broke me in mm-hmm. some ways. Um, I remember when I got into the the moving van. You know, we packed all of our stuff up, and I was driving this big yellow rider moving van across the country from Arizona <laughs> over here, and then Erica had. Taylor and Sierra in our little little white car b- just behind us. And we're driving across the country. I remember as, it was as soon as I got on the freeway uh, in, in Tucson. I get on the freeway, and it felt like I just um, I just kind of broke down. I, 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 I literally I cried for like a half an hour mm-hmm. uh, as I was leaving. And I, I didn't – I don't think I quite understood why, uh, why I did that. And looking back on it now, I, I think – I think that a lot of it was this release of emotion because of the amount of tension and pressure that I was under there mm-hmm. to where all of a sudden I could let it go and I didn't have to look back at it anymore. And, um, and so when I got here, I remember having a lot of um, questions, needed some pastoral help, just, just some counseling. And I sat down with Woody Church a number of times and to, just to talk about anger and to talk about like just how to appropriately handle some of the the feelings that I was having. And I would say um, just in that, 
in that time, um, this, you know, Stones Crossing Church has been um, a t- uh, really a time of healing from that for me. Mm. Um, this is, uh, again, I mean, you know, I said this before, there's no perfect church. It, you know, we, we know that. But Stones is, has been one of the healthiest churches I've ever been a part of. Um, and, and what's interesting about that is, like, like even from the beginning, um, you know, uh, like Scott told me uh, that just how much that he really believed in me, and, you know, things like that, or that, um, or, you know, having Woody around to talk to about stuff like that. And, um, and I'd say then even growing in friendships with you guys and, and developing those things, mm-hmm. like all of that has been a real healing process for me and helping me to, to see that, um, <laughs> I, I, I guess at the end of the day that I have, uh, that I have worth <laughs> to, to the church in, in some ways that's, mm-hmm. that's, um, that's tangible and, and helpful. And so I'm, um, I've just been very thankful for that as I look back at that. And then, um, the amount of support and encouragement that I've gotten uh, from people here has been just amazing. It's been awesome. People who have gone through classes or in D groups and just encouraged me. Um, I've been, um, strengthened in a lot of ways and helped in a lot of ways. And so, so I'm just incredibly thankful for all that. Mm. So, yeah. Well, my journey began. <laughs> <laughs> no, no, actually. So I was a student pastor down the road at community church of Greenwood. Um, and I had served there for four or five years. Um, and I was starting to sense that the Lord was calling me to move on. Um, there were some philosophical differences and some things that, um, I really just since the Lord was telling me it was time to move elsewhere. And I was actually hosting a community wide event at our church, um, that all the area youth groups were at and stones crossing was there. Mm-hmm. And, and as the event was starting, Chad Torson was, who was, our right, student, was Chad, right? Yeah, yeah. Chad was our student yeah. pastor at the time. And he, um, he came over to me and he said, Hey man, how are you doing? And I'm like, honestly, like not very good. Like, yeah. I feel like this is probably one of my last big events here. And he's like, okay, well, what would you, what would you do? you know, if you moved on and you did something else. I was like, well, honestly, I love students. I could go do student ministry elsewhere. I said, but I'm kind of interested in, you know, being a missions pastor, but all of those guys are like 50 years old and they're retired missionaries. Mm -hmm. And I was 25 at the time. And so I'm like, so I'm probably not going to find that. He goes, well, we're hiring one of those. Do you want me to talk to our executive pastor? I'm like, sure. Um, And so through some conversations with Dave, you know, I think we met once that fall and I was hired on that next spring. Uh Um, you know, I probably, after the better candidates fell through, you know, they came back to me. Um, but no, yeah. So through some conversations with Dave, um, you know, I, I really sensed that some of the transitions that I was going through as it related to philosophy of ministry, um, as a youth pastor, there's this tension to just kind of like throw parties and get, get a ton of kids there. Mm -hmm. And, um, what I didn't have the language for. Stones Crossing was already kind of like in this transition themselves. Yeah. And so they were they were moving away from what's kind of called like attractional ministry, and they were moving towards more of a gospel-centered approach. And while I didn't really have that language, I think when I sat in the room with these guys, they could pick up that like, oh, he's – the things he's frustrated about and he's ready to transition to into are the things that we're trying to transition into at the same mm-hmm. time. Mm-hmm. Um, so they kind of – trusted me, took a shot on me, no real missions experience other than leading a few trips. Mm -hmm. Um, And, you know, I had a vision 
for how to um, try to equip people into serving. Um, I really, Ephesians 4 was just so heavy on my heart that it was like, that's the picture mm. for people um, and how we can do that. And yeah, so we, we ran at that for four or five years. And um, man, it was it was an absolute blast. One of the most unique jobs in the church. You get to travel everywhere. Yeah. You get to see really cool things. You get to, you guys started some really cool things too. I mean, as far as like yeah. the, the, the the outreach ministries that we have here. Yeah, man. I mean, and those are all just like, I, I'm the kind of guy that like, I live in like moments. So like, like I just like certain moments, like when I think about like the past five years, I go, I go to that moment, you yeah. know? And so- you know, one of the one of the moments with that was um, I remember Charlie Pulcher at my house. Again, I had this little bachelor pad back then, and uh, him and Ashley were there, and we were talking about the young adult ministry because right. I also kind of ran the young adult ministry at the time. Right. And he just kind of, as the meeting was ending, was like, "Mitch, I've got this idea for an, an auto ministry." You know, and he and he, and he kind of like that night we just sat there and we talked about what could this idea look like in the church. And now, you know, we're three years, four years down the road from that. And it's like, here we are with an auto ministry that serves, you know, 300 people a year. You know, it's, yeah. it's I mean, served over a thousand people in, in those three or four years, giving away like 20 cars. I mean, it's right. It saved people, no joke, hundreds of thousands of dollars on their auto repair needs. Right. And it was all just an idea on the couch you know, a couple of years ago. Mm-hmm. And so, yeah, there's been, I mean, there's been incredible moments like that. There's been tremendous growth. I mean, obviously I came here single. Um, I didn't meet my wife through here, but I got married while I was here. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You know, even Ariel, like our journey began because she was a <laughs> photographer for, for my wedding, Yeah, you know, um, you know, and so you can't, you can't forget how impactful that stuff is. Mm-hmm. You know, we had our first son, Graham, you know, here, like mm-hmm. at this church, um, I got the opportunity to step back into student ministry, which is a huge part of like where I'm going. Yeah. Um, that kind of God worked that out in my heart. And so, yeah, I, again, I'm just reminded, like, man, I came to, I, when I went to CCG, like I came there as a kid who like probably shouldn't have been doing ministry and they put a lot of trust in, I came to stones crossing and I was like ready to do ministry, but I was like still growing up. And now I'm like, okay, I'm 31 years old. I feel a little bit more like equipped. I have more experience. I have my family. Mm-hmm. Now I'm ready to go out and mm-hmm. plant this church. And yeah. and all of that growth happened, you know, within um, this context mm-hmm. in so mm-hmm. many different ways that I'm sure we'll talk about in the next, you know, 20 minutes or yeah, so. Yeah. <laughs> so. Yeah. Yeah, totally. Uh, I want to ask Ariel, same oh, question. Oh, sure. Yeah, I'm not planning a church, but I, I, I love talking about just the way the Lord has worked um, in my life here. And uh, my husband, Jeremy, and I, this is the first church that we've joined as a married couple. And so we yeah. have kind of grown up here ourselves. Um, so as soon as we got married right out of college, we um, found our way here after uh, dating a few churches in the area and then just uh, landed here. We've been here 17 years, and um, and I had the joy of being a stay-at-home mom, and in that process, got to be part of our uh, mom's ministry that was formerly Mops. Right. Um, but what's so cool is that uh, as God was kind of working through some things that weren't great with Mops International, and just some of the the things that uh, we felt were were broken with the model of making sure that that moms have the true gospel of Christ, Mm -hmm. which includes understanding what sin is and having the scriptures and all of those things that are important. Um, Through the process of identifying that and discerning that as just a lay leader, um, the Lord just really uh, started to grow me and call me toward um, 
toward loving women in a way that um, that pointed them to the true gospel of Christ, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. which is cool because that's really the way the, that God was shaping our church as a whole at the time. Mm-hmm. Um, and I just didn't really understand just how much he was working, you know, in, in, in the hearts and minds of all of our people, um, mm-hmm. our leadership and everything. And so, uh, and so as a photographer in my spare time, you know, <laughs> just being a stay-at-home mom, uh, I just remember being in the shower one day, just praying and, and saying, Lord, I love, I love your church. I would love to serve your church if you would use me. And so then a, an opening on staff came up and um, <laughs> dear friends started, I think, you know, Chris, I think I know you said something to me and, uh, and Derek and uh, encouraged me to, to apply, even though I wasn't experienced per se. Um, and so just that opportunity to come in as a uh, as a vocational minister was was such a growing experience because over the next three years the Lord just exploded my view of who he is and my view of grace and um, out of that man I just I I have grown in my passion for his word and um, just what it does in in convicting us uh, through the spirit and uh and so I have no idea <laughs> what next steps are for me other than to just keep teaching and, mm-hmm. um, and loving people. So, yeah. yeah. Yeah, that's cool. You know, just looking back on your time here, I mean, we've kind of shared some of the things that were, you know, the ways that we've grown mm-hmm. um, and things like that. Um, I, I, I thought it might be good to just talk about the ways that um, maybe one or two specific ways that you've been blessed by your time here, by the the the, the church community around mm-hmm. us, what what are some ways that that you've been blessed in this time? Yeah, I mean, I mean, first off, I mean, some incredible relationships. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, I think that's this. There's a there's a family um, feel in Stones Crossing Church that doesn't exist in in every congregation, um, and I came in here and very quickly the staff was you know like we did things together and there, you know, and there was, there was a real community there. Um, we would take retreats together and things. And and then I even think about, you know, relationships I formed, you know, with, with people like, you know, Dalton Cox on staff or Luke Calvert planting and, you know, I'm going out to New York city to see a guy I worked with next month, you know, Mm -hmm. here. And, um, yeah, I think, I think for me, I was 25 years old. I had done ministry with a lot of my friends in the past and they had all moved throughout the country. Mm -hmm. And I was in a season where I was pretty alone, to Mm -hmm. be honest. Mm -hmm. Um, I was getting to that point where you're like, okay, you're 26 and single, something's wrong with you. You know, (laughs) like you start to process those things. You start, you know, your, your friends are like, nothing's wrong with you. Yeah. All my friends are planting in Las Vegas and they're everywhere. And I'm still (laughs) here in Greenwood because this is where I feel like the Lord's called me. And then the Lord provided some tremendous friends, you know, I mean, the Lord provided you guys and so many people in our church and families. And, um, yeah, I think, I think that's the thing that, I mean, it makes, when you talk about transitioning on, um, and I was reminded of this even, you know, six years ago, like it's the first real understanding of like the word bittersweet Mm -hmm. that like, I think you really get, like, there's a part of like, oh man, I'm pumped for the direction we're going. Mm -hmm. But at the same time, I'm like, yeah, there's there's like a bitter part of it, you mm-hmm. know, where you're just like, and it's 
primarily the relationships. The relationships, yeah. Yeah. So I, again, that that is that would be the the main thing I would reflect on. And then secondly, broadly, it's just growth. Yeah. Like you said, um, you know, there's been so many seasons. Like as you were talking there earlier, I was just thinking. Um, I'm always really thankful that our website, the sermons only go back so far. Nah. I don't know if you feel that way, but like they only go I've back. I've never noticed that. Yeah, they, they go back to like September of 2019. I right. think okay. at least yeah, for yeah, me, yeah. like that's the farthest back that they yeah. go. Yeah. And I'm thankful for that because, you know, early on I um, I did a sermon at, at CCG mm-hmm. and then I like brought it over here and tried to do the same sermon. Uh-huh. And, um, it's, and, and it just fell like so flat and mm-hmm. it wasn't for our people and mm-hmm. all these things. And, and I remember um, I, the Lord just in six years has has grown me so much even in just preaching as one example um, to where like I have a totally different view of what preaching is. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, I have a totally I, – I, I'm not trying to be some – I mean that sermon was almost canned from someone else, you know. And it's just like I, I just – even growth – I think is what I'm most thankful for in every category I could come up with. I mean, I went to seminary while I was here, um, opportunities to teach. Yeah. I mean, sit around the table and learn from some hard conversations, some good conversations. Um, yeah, I, I, I go, those are probably the two areas yeah. that I'm like so thankful for, for this past season. Yeah. I, I want to just resonate with the whole like learning and, and preaching thing. One of the things that, that, um, I mean, not only was this the time that I went through seminary, which which has been such a blessing, but it, but even on staff, one of the th- things that Scott did was for those of us who have preached, we had the chance to have the kind of this preaching team meeting where he did a little bit of workshop type of things with us and and taught us a little bit about preaching, and then um, for a little while we did this thing where when we we, we would preach, we would preach mm-hmm. the sermon to each other on Thursday beforehand and give each other notes. And that was invaluable to me, like like the the opportunity to learn from uh, everyone else on you know what they heard, what they saw, um, and how to get better. I mean, oh my goodness, what a mm-hmm. what an incredible opportunity that was to learn and grow, um, you know, all that stuff. But anyway, I just resonate with that. So, would yeah. you say that like the the process of growth has just been um, the Lord changing your mind over and over on on things that you mm. thought you were. Yeah. Set on or I mean, some of some of it is, and some of it, you know, like I, there was there. Especially, let's just talk about even preaching for half a second. Uh-huh. Like, you know, early on, I think there was a part of me that like I wanted to. I knew all these great preachers in the world, and I was like, I want to be one of those guys, uh-huh. you know. And so I was trying to do what they did, yeah. and it wasn't me. Um, I think also there was a part of me that thought, man, how can I like get these people to change? You know, and then they're like, as I came here more and, and Scott and I, I had many conversations about this early on, it was like a growth and falling in love with God's word and letting it do the work, yeah. recognizing how God's gifted me and then sharing that. Then there was a period um, about two years ago where I was like, you know, Lord, I want to preach more. And so I was kind of like praying one of those prayers that was like, hey, God, uh, give me like more opportunity, please, <laughs> you know, like ask and you shall receive. <laughs> you know, yeah. That was kind of like the, the thought with it, you know, as I was praying this, you know, and then that led to Pastor Scott getting kidney stones. And so, oh, you know, I, I think I'm, I'm worried my prayers oh, made right. that happen. You know, that you was know? the weekend before the pandemic <laughs> yeah. that that happened. He got kidney stones a, so I can preach. No, I'm just kidding. But What a cool growth though for you, because I mean, I can't tell you how many, how many people can just get up and, um, and preach a sermon on the fly and you've done it twice and I mean that yeah. is such a gift to 
the church to be able to do that. And and it's it's I mean again all glory to God in the sense I I can literally tell you when I was driving to work one day two years ago mm-hmm. and I was like the Lord I just I want more opportunities to preach sure. like grow me in my yeah. desire to preach I want to preach more and. Yeah. You know, and you think through those moments, again, like I said, I live in the moments, you know, and not saying I live in the moment, I live in the moments, (laughs) you know, but I reflect back on those things and I'm just like, yeah, like the Lord um, definitely provided tremendous growth in this Mm. season in so many ways. That's cool. What about you, Ariel? What are are some kind of takeaways from your time? Hmm. Yeah, um, I would say there's so many things, like you said, about relationships especially. I really enjoy just the camaraderie of having lunch together with uh, brothers and sisters in Christ. I think I got a really good picture, and I've said this before to the staff, especially like as we were – as I was exiting staff – just a really beautiful picture of what um, the kingdom of God looks like as far as like a a brother-sisterhood co-laboring together. And um, I had not seen that as a as a young Christian growing up. I hadn't seen complementarian um, churches work well. I hadn't seen women be um, invited to be in spaces where they could teach mm-hmm. um, or even learn scripture alongside their brothers. Mm. Um, and so it's been a really, really um, valuable season of just seeing the value of co-laboring brotherhood sisterhood together yeah. in christ yeah that's really good give us give us your lessons what have you learned <laughs> <laughs> there's all kinds of things i could point to I mean, we've already talked about a lot of them and i would echo mm-hmm. a lot of the things that you guys have said too um i think i think that one of the biggest things that i'm taking away is um i recognize that there's something about my heart that's super messed up um my heart tends to either think way too, I think I tend to either think way too highly of myself <laughs> or way too low of myself. Mm-hmm. And I oscillate between those things frequently. <laughs> and, and I, I think, you know, in, in the time here, um, there have been seasons where, um, I've made mistakes and, um, and where I have been humbled where I got a got a, a good picture of the um, the brokenness that exists within me. Mm-hmm. At the same time, there have been moments where I've been able to use my gifts and use them to help the church, and and and, and in that way, in in those times, I'm sort of uplifted because um, because I get to see God working through me, mm-hmm. and and I think it just sort of represents the tension that we all live in, in some ways where, you know, it's kind of like what Paul talks about in Romans seven, that whole, like, you know, uh, I, I do the things I do not mm-hmm. want to do and the things I want to do, I don't do, you know, like, like we live in that now and not yet tension always, uh, in this life between, you know, wanting to be, um, wanting to be a, a good servant of the Lord, but also failing at it at times. And so I think what that's done is one, it, it's it's just really grown my dependency on the Lord mm-hmm. in this time, where I, I I realize how desperately I need Him and His gospel to bring me back to center between those two, mm-hmm. and and I I think I've realized too how much, um, uh, how much I I need not only to rely on Him for that, but then to then rely on Him for the work that I do, 
because I can't, I can't do that. Um, I can't do anything good apart from him. Right. So, so it is, it, it's not like, it, it's funny to say, cause like those are things that I, I think I knew beforehand, but I think in this season, the Lord has really given a place and opportunity for me to experience that and, and make it a key part of my heart at this point. And it's something that I'm really thankful for. I'm, I'm thankful for the, I'm thankful for the struggle of it mm-hmm. um, and the pain of it at times because um, I know that, that it's going to make me better moving forward, mm-hmm. you know. Um, we talk about, again, like there's no perfect church, this idea, um, and there's no perfect pastor because we're all human and flawed and, and broken mm-hmm. and have these issues. And so it's made me very aware of, you know, think, just begin to think through what's the baggage that I'm going to be bringing <laughs> to with me to whatever church I'm, I'm going to be starting. And, and as I'm doing that, you know, um, as I'm aware of those things, that it might help me to, to manage that better and um, be sensitive to that in others as well. So, I love that the faithfulness of Christ is like growing you in a way where you are almost like the thorn in the flesh of of Paul where you're learning that your weakness is something to boast in right. I guess yeah. yeah yeah I hadn't thought of that yeah yeah I think that's right that's that's a good thing I would love to hear just I'm sure our listeners would too as we are as we're grateful for um the faithfulness of Christ here at Stones. Looking ahead, I just want to hear a little bit about each of your stories of how the Lord brought you to the place of wanting to expand His His Church Universal by planting a church. Yeah, um, I, it really the journey begins for me really almost two years ago as its like starting point. Mm-hmm. Um, there was a deep, deep like kind of burning burden um, in my spirit to lead. Mm-hmm. Um, that I wrestled with. Yeah. I mean, I mean, for a long time, um, there was even points of which like, I was like, you know, Lord, if I just need to like, this is like, I need to lay down this desire to follow you and serve faithfully. Um, I'll do that. And it was just, just a burden that was there for a long time. I would process it with JC and JC would tell you at that period, I was probably more like operating out of pride, <laughs> you know, than anything, but like, uh, yeah, I just I just had this burden to lead and started to interpret what does that mean? What does that look like? Is mm-hmm. that lead a team? Is that um, lead a church? Is that lead a portion of the church? You know, is that go lead something else? I, I you know, it's just a deep, deep burden. Um, don't know if I really felt equipped to do that. I still don't feel super equipped to do that. But you know, um, that that was like kind of the origin story. And then you know, as I was processing what does leading look like. Um, you know, I got welcomed onto the leadership team here at the church, and that gave me the chance to kind of experience like a little bit of leading, you know, mid-level leadership kind of stuff. And but there still was kind of this burning burden in my soul um, to lead, um, just deep, deep love for the local church. I mean, I, I love my family, I love the local church. Um, it's my deepest passion. It's what I think about probably sixteen hours a day or something. You know, I just it's all I think about is the local church. Um, and so. Out of that, I was kind of still, though, you know, processing, okay, like, you're going to be a senior pastor, you're going to be executive pastor, what are you going to do? Um, fast forward to last year, you know, Luke Calvert stepping off our staff team, and we're starting to decide, okay, what are we going to do with our student ministry? 
And uh, Pastor Scott approaches me and asks me if I would be willing to kind of lead it, um, at least for in the interim, and kind of consider what that looks like long term. And and I even kind of did that reluctantly. So for a few reasons. One, Graham was two weeks old when I got asked to do that. And I was just like, my life is chaos right now. Right. Um, two, like, I just didn't, I didn't know exactly if that's what the Lord was leading me in. And, um, but I did it. You know, I, I kind of like submitted, I did it. And I got excited about it pretty quickly too. Once I started serving with the students, I was thrusted back into uh, shepherding and pastoring in a way that I hadn't done in a few years. Mm-hmm. Um, maybe it was COVID. Maybe it was like missions is more administrative, you know? Um, and I was thrusted back into pastoring and relationships with these kids that um, I, I knew very quickly that long-term the Lord was leading me to shepherd people, um, to preach the word, to um, make those the primary focus of my ministry for the rest of my life. Hmm. Once that switch happened, it then became, okay, what does that look like going forward? Um, my mind, I was really thinking we were looking a couple years down the road <laughs> and there's just some training and some things that church planning takes that um, I'm going to be transitioning on a little sooner than I even expected, to be honest. Um, but again, that transition for me um, just was like, no, Mitch, this is your lane, like within the local church. Mm-hmm. Um, you learned how to drive systems, recruit volunteers, do all that jazz. But like what the Lord's called you to is to shepherd a body of people. Um, and, and really that kind of triggered something in my brain that was like, this is what the Lord's been working on with me and leading for the past two years. Mm -hmm. Um, and this is what the Lord's kind of calling me into. And so, yeah, so we just, you know, as a family, um, there were some confirmation things there too. Um, you guys mentioned when I preached when Scott had COVID, um, you know, I, the the day after that sermon or the day of that sermon, my wife came to me and was like, um, Mitch, I've, you know, you've been talking about leading for a while and you've been considering what's next and all these things. And she said, you know, I watched yesterday when, you know, you decided, you know, who was going to preach and, you know, it ended up being you. And then you like prepped while the Purdue game was on, you went to bed at a decent hour, you woke up the next morning, you delivered a sermon, like the Lord worked through his word. And now we're back home again. And she's like, I think we would be unfaithful if we didn't take some step of faith into leading a congregation of our own. Um, and for me, it was like game on, (laughs) like, you know, we're, we're both in one accord. We're on the same page. Um, and yeah. And so that's, that's how we got here. Um, I think, I think the, the, who, the, who, the where's the, all that stuff, like we're still processing that we don't have all those answers, but we do feel confirmed, um, probably never more confirmed that like, this is the direction the Lord's leading our family. Um, you know, again, I started doing ministry here as a single guy. So JC kind of got like opted into that. Mm-hmm. You know, this is really a journey for us where we're like, no, our family's going out and doing this together. Like this is going to radically yeah. change the rest of Graham's life. Yeah. Um, and we're pumped about that. But at the same time, as I mentioned, it's bittersweet, you know, like, um, and we got a lot of time left. You know, you got a lot of time left to say goodbye and stuff. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So that's why I'm probably not doing a whole lot of it right now. Cause I'm just <laughs> like, well, it's not time, but, right. yeah. um, but in general, it's like, yeah, that's, yeah, there's, there's how we got here. So. I, would, I would say too, like just watching you and JC grow together as a married couple in this time. And that now how, how much of a support she is and what you do is, is awesome. Yeah. Um, it's so really cool to see that. And I think, um, 
you know, and, and, and in that same position, I know like you can't do what you're doing without her support. Oh yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, and so, and especially jumping into something like this, uh, with church planting, but, but it has to be done in full support. Um, and, mm-hmm. and that's, that's, that's really neat. It's a neat, um, testimony to your relationship and how the Lord is leading you together. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That's cool. Yep. There's the journey. Lay it <laughs> on us, Chris. Well, <laughs> so I actually, this is kind of it was funny. Derek reminded me, uh, the other day she's like yeah you talked to scott about this like six years ago didn't you and i was like oh yeah like so <laughs> so so I, I i chatted with scott way back when 2015 something like that about the idea of one day planting a church out of stones and scott's like that that sounds really cool like i i'd be up for that but you know i needed to finish seminary and all that stuff and so um so uh when it came time this was about december of 2020 last about a year ago I, um, I asked God about it and it just wasn't a good time. Like, you know, the pandemic had just started. There were, there were a lot of unknowns that were going on. And, and, um, and so, so he was, he was saying like, yeah, this isn't the right time to do it. And, and I totally get that. I mean, there's a lot of questions, question marks there. And I think, um, what, what, what was interesting about this was that it, um, that decision, um, really spurred me on to kind of look at, well, what are my options? What do, do I have other options around? And I, I talked to a number of different um, denominations and um, uh, non-denominational churches and things like that about, you know, what what could we do? And there were a lot of opportunities that were put before us, actually. Um, and um, in the end, it made the most sense for us to, um, what, number one, to stay local, um, it made it made the most sense for our family and and things like that. But then number two, um, we we ended up partnering with uh, the PCA or the Presbyterian Church in America. Um, we align theologically really well, and um, one of the things I do appreciate too is that you're not alone in the process. Um, you have a whole team of pastors that are um, supporting you <laughs> through through the midst of it, which is really great. And there's a lot of help that's involved. So. Um, so anyway, uh, that's where we decided to go. And so I ended up getting connected with, uh, a guy who's an experienced church planter and we're going to plant this first church together. It's the idea. And then, uh, maybe two, three years down the road, uh, the plan would be that I would plant a second church and kind of branch out on my own and plant another one. And so, um, so that's, that's kind of the, the, the journey, but, um, it's been interesting though, um, because, Again, I mean, one of the things is I want to I want to go back to my wife and how and how yeah. and how she confirmed a lot of this in me because um, in our relationship I'm the guy that's got like head in the clouds like I'm mm-hmm. the one that's like dreaming big about stuff and she's the one that's kind of like yeah you didn't think about this well enough like <laughs> let's bring you back down to ground yeah. level and um, and so typically when I bring stuff to her like that that's what she does but then with this it was like okay yeah I can mm-hmm. see that and so. Um, in some ways I, I, I look at that and I'm like, that's probably a good sign that I, at the very least need to consider this, mm-hmm. you know, and, and start working that way. And then last summer we went to a, uh, this thing called church planning assessment. Mm-hmm. We got a lot of confirmation there and encouragement, mm-hmm. which was really great. And so, um, and so anyway, kind of coming out of all that, I was like, all right, I, I think, uh, I think this makes sense. And so we just wanted to jump in. Um, full speed, but I, I get what you're saying though about the the bittersweet side because I'm super mm-hmm. excited about where where this is going and what it could be. Um, 
at the same time, you know, leaving is hard. It's mm. it's hard. It's hard to say goodbye to everybody. This is when we cue the boys to men. Yeah. <laughs> uh, <laughs> Which one? How do I? Oh. <laughs> <laughs> That's what should have came in right there. <laughs> Let's close out the podcast, guys. So I guess uh, maybe maybe one concluding thought about um, about the podcast, God's Word, all that sort of stuff. Let's maybe go around the table. Uh, uh if you could give one one last thing to say to the listeners, I got something. I um I just want to say from experience how much the Lord um is so faithful to to like what Mitch was saying when you're when you're praying and you're asking Him for um, more of Him, mm-hmm. how faithful He is to deliver. Yeah. And I would say that if you are someone who just wants to be filled more with with Christ, with His goodness, um, with a desire to read a scripture, with a desire to pray, however um, you're feeling malnourished in this walk, um, just to pray about it and mm-hmm. to ask Him to fill you, and uh, and He will deliver. It is it is it is a guarantee that His grace is is good and it is sufficient, and um, and I have just seen that with my own eyes, and it is a pleasure to just. Um, watch him do that in your own life and to also watch it in other people's lives. And yeah. what a what a joy to have been part of ministry with the two of you. Same here. Waterproof yeah. mascara day <laughs> in, in the studio. Um, but really, I, I think I um, have become a better a better sister and a better friend because of the two of you. And I just want to say thanks. Mm. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I mean, I, again, I, very similar. I think it's just the reminder that, you know, God is God is at work in building his church. Mm. Um, we're at work in trying to discern what our partnership yeah. with God looks like in that. Mm-hmm. And I think that's where you find us. Uh, you find us both discerning this is the next step for us um, in trying to be faithful to God's call on our life. Yeah. Um, and if you see, you know, see our stories as a testimony of that, you know, simply put, mm-hmm. um, just to pastors trying to discern, um, how God is leading them, mm-hmm. you know, and how we're called to minister to the church and minister to our families and know that, um, you know, even, even when we move on from this place, um, God's at work in the kingdom in, in massive ways and yeah. stones crossing has its role in that. And while neither one of us are planning on going very far, um, we'll have a different, you know, part <laughs> that yeah. we'll be playing in the yeah. kingdom. Um, and, and I think once you, once you have a big picture of what God's doing in his faithfulness, understanding that God's building his church, um, yeah, you're just left to try to discern what's your, what's your part in that. Mm-hmm. And, um, you know, as, as we do that, we do that in part, we don't know exactly God's plan for our life, but we're just trying to be faithful to him. And so be praying for our families, um, just in this process, mm-hmm. be praying for our church because transitions are not easy across the board. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, be praying for our students, the different classes we lead, um, and that we would, you know, finish well. Yeah, that's good. I think my, my last thought here is, uh, really just goes back to God's word. And I think, uh, we would all agree, um, you know, that's especially Bible lady (laughs) (laughs) to get that in here one more time. (laughs) Uh, you know, one of the things that I think that we've all been captivated by is, the just the amazing um, authority, the amazing character, 
um, and just miracle of God's word. And that um, if we can, you know, if I can encourage anybody in anything, it's 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 to um, to read your Bible, to read it well, mm-hmm. to um, to know it inside and out, to allow it to shape you. Don't try to shape it; allow yeah. it to shape you. Yeah. Um, and to to spend quality time with with God's Word, mm-hmm. because it's in it is in God's Word in Scripture where we see the face of Jesus. Um, and it's only by him and his grace that we are, um, that we are created, we are sustained, we are saved, we are, um, uh, sanctified and grown. And so, uh, and so I, I just want to encourage everyone, um, to find your hope there. Um, hope is found nowhere else, but in Christ alone. So I think that's a pretty broad and poignant way to end it. <laughs> we, like it. we all agree. It's, yes. <laughs> so, well, um, for, for you who have been listeners to this podcast, we just want to say thank you for listening. We hope that this has been a blessing to you and we trust that it has as, as you've been listening over the last two years. And, um, uh, your, your listening to it has kept us coming back and doing this, uh, over and over again and we've just enjoyed it we've enjoyed this time that we got to spend together to talk about these things so thank you for that and so um there's no next time on the sunday recap so i can't say that again i say that every single time (laughs) so i'm gonna let you guys in on a secret i'm terrible at ending these podcasts we're gonna we're just gonna lay that out there i'm terrible at. you're just as good at ending them as i am at starting i know i know (laughs) i thought i thought you might successfully yeah but we're gonna leave this in and just reveal how terrible i am at it so (laughs) uh, a lot of we actually just get up and we leave and like chris has left to figure out doing it by himself and so anyway, so we do want to say thank you for listening. Uh, thank you for being a part of this journey with us. And we love you guys.